What is up? Oh my gosh. It's so wild to be recording this intro for the 100th episode, for the two-year anniversary, for the end of the third season. (laughs) All my seasons are actually out of whack. I had decided not to start the fourth season until after this 100th episode, so... Anyway, so many new things coming. (laughs) So what's up? Thank you so much for being here. This episode is, uh, it's it's personal, it's uh, wild, it's deep, it's um, it's all the things. I yeah, I it's amazing to me because when I approached my partner about a month and a half ago about interviewing me for the hundredth episode, you know, I was just like, yeah, cool. You can do it. You, we live together. Um, that'll be easy. He'll be, he'll do a great job, blah, blah, blah. And I totally (laughs) missed the gravity of how perfectly aligned it was that he interviewed me. And you'll, you'll hear in the very beginning of the the interview, how it kind of, I, it was like, I realized like, holy crap, you, you are, he has been my number one supporter. He helps me to come up with the name for this podcast. He has tirelessly listened to so many different episodes, given me like written out bullet point feedback notes, whole nine yards. And yeah, who better to interview me for this episode? I'm so thankful for him. Carlos is his name, by the way. He does have a name. (laughs) Crazy thankful, crazy thankful. Even just like wrapping my mind around it now, it's just like, man, that was so perfectly aligned. And we had a blast, such a blast doing this episode. So I'm super excited to share it with you. But first, I have some, some, some people to thank, a little bit of background story to share, um, and also something super exciting, so stay tuned, don't worry, this won't be super long, because it's a long episode anyway, which, oh man, we really didn't plan for, okay? <laughs> but it's just kind of what it turned into. Um, so, my, my gratitude, first of all, you know... Making a podcast might, producing a podcast might kind of seem like a relatively easy thing to do. And I think for some folks who've got all the the resources, sure, it, it can be a relatively simple, I wouldn't say simple, but it's it's pretty easy. And But for the majority of us who don't come to creating a podcast with all of the resources in place... Man, it is it such a well, it's a it's an undertaking to say the least. And I would not be here at two years if it weren't for the people who helped in this endeavor. My team, the people who have just been here with me. So first of all, Rico, who is my podcast editor, he he has been with me from the very beginning. He also has a podcast and um, which I will actually link to in the show notes so that you can check him out. If you're into movies, highly recommend. Um, 
but Rico's just been incredible. He helps to edit this podcast. He gives me feedback, suggestions. He even, he even sent me the mic that I'm currently using, which was a step up from the um, headphones, aka Apple voice notes. Uh, yeah, that I was recording my original podcast in. He was like, yeah, I got an extra mic if you would like it. And I was like, what? It's a Yeti, y'all. It's a Raspberry, I think, is the model. But I was just like, that's so kind of you. Thank you so much. And he's just, he's been with me on this road. And I, I got to say, like the first about six months, oh man, it was like every episode we had issues with recording. It was, it was not easy. There were so many times when I was like, okay, universe, like, what's going on? God, are you like trying to tell me this isn't something I should be doing? But I stuck with it and we got through it and we got through it. And he has been so patient with me. Last minute episodes, whatever the case may be, he's been incredible. So thank you so much, Rico. Also, I want to thank uh, Rachel and Naira, my assistants. So Rachel was with me for six years back with my marketing agency and she moved on to a bigger and better life <laughs> um, in January, February of this year, actually. And man, did that cause some serious disruption on my end? Because when you have someone that you trust who's always in your corner and then you have to go looking for someone else, it's, it's a big thing, right? Because there's so much trust that's involved in that relationship. Um, but Rachel is amazing with, you know, again, having patience with me, last minute episodes, like just getting information to me, creating all of those things. I'm so thankful. And Naira, who came to me through, uh, Lori Gifford, who I interviewed on this podcast, actually just, I think back in February, um, so grateful, so grateful, awesome part of the team just brings a lot of knowledge. She is that upgrade I was needing in regards to background and experience and ideas and oh, so thankful. But without these three people, Rico, you know, for the recording and Rachel and Naira, they're responsible for show notes and stuff like that. And um, I got to tell you, like, I would not be doing this podcast if I had to handle all the details. So um yeah, just just know. I just kind of want to be able to show up and create and share, which is a lot in and of itself. But all the details, I would have I would have hung it up a long time ago. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you. I would not be here without people. You know, nobody makes it without others. It's just it's, it's a joke. You know, I'm, I'm doing it on my own. I'm like all that BS is just that BS. Um, very, very thankful. And then last but not least, you, my beautiful listener, so thankful for you, whether this is the very first episode you're checking out or you've been with me all along the way, you popped in somewhere in the, in the middle, I don't know, but I'm so grateful for you. As I've shared on this podcast many times, quality time is my love language. So the fact that you would spend your time with me means a lot. I do not take it for granted and I am so thankful and also just so excited to be on this life journey with you and getting to share with you and hopefully 
making your life better. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And yes, I just, I'm excited for this episode. Uh, We, as I mentioned, didn't intend to make it as long as we did, but it's all good. Lots of, lots of fun here, lots of really personal information. And I even get teary at one point because, you know, I am an emotional being. Um, That being said, getting off, getting off the trails here to celebrate this two year anniversary for this beautiful podcast and you, I am offering something I never have before, which is 2% off, no, I'm joking, 20% off (laughs) both of uh, my Akashic Record and Human Design readings. So the Akashic Record readings is only with my video readings, the 60 and 90 minute ones. Um, But this, this will not happen again. So take advantage. This will be happening for two days. You hear, you hear all this like symmetry with these twos, two, 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 two. Um, Take advantage if you have been wanting to go deep in the Akashic Records or if you're really inspired about what I talk about with human design in this episode. Either way, check them out. Contact me if you have questions, but that'll be around until Friday morning, okay? So much love to you again for the millionth time. Thank you to everyone who has made this possible. I am so humble, so grateful. Oh my gosh. What am I doing? I, I, I didn't say thank you to God, to my guides, to all of my spiritual team who has inspired this entire thing, taken me on this journey, helps me to be filled with encouragement and motivation. And yeah, I would be so remiss if, if I did not mention them. Uh, we don't do life alone, folks. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. So without further ado, enjoy, enjoy. Welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I believe that when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. If you are searching for meaning and purpose, if you are unsure about how to combine the spiritual with the everyday, if you are ready to uncover who you truly are, then you've come to the right place. The Soul Driven Podcast is dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for practical guidance, truthful discussions, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, spiritual guide, marketer, and your host. Thank you for being here. All right, folks, welcome back for the 100th episode of the Soul Driven Podcast. What's up? <laughs> now is when I really need a bunch of like background music cheering. Anyway, I am so excited to have you with us today. So, in the midst of thinking about what I could do to celebrate this, 100th episode, which to me is such a major accomplishment. And um, I, I thought long and hard and it was just like, you know what, I feel like it's time to to flip the, the mic around and, and share myself with you in a way that I haven't before. 
And so I have my partner here, Carlos Fonseca, who you'll be meeting in just a moment. Hello. What's up, Carlos? What's up? Woo! <laughs> and he is here to interview me. So he has compiled questions. I don't know what they are. I'm very nervous about that. But also know that I'm in good hands because one of the reasons that that we are here together today is because when I first met him, he asked me such good questions about myself, which ladies, you know what I mean. When you meet a guy and he's asking you lots of really good questions, you're like, whoa, okay, this is different. I'm liking this. So I know that Carlos is going to be a great host and I am excited and thankful to have him interviewing me. So basically, I'm just going to step back and let him take over. And yeah, let's let's do the thing. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, well, welcome to the Soul Driven Podcast. I am your host for today, Carlos Fonseca. How are you doing, Anna? I'm good, Carlos. How are you? I'm doing good. And how does it feel to be a guest on your own show? Well, it's a little nerve wracking because of course I don't know what questions you're going to ask me and my controlling impetus wants to be like, wait, 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 are we, what, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And so I'm having to take deep breaths and just be like, okay, I can let go all is well. <laughs> and well, now you know what it feels like for your guests whenever they really come in and and have an interview with you. So I think that's that's a good positive thing to be in, in, in the interviewee sit, seat. For sure, for sure. Anytime that I've been in a, a guest on someone else's podcast, it is, it is definitely, um, well, you know, I can be a little bit nervous for sure, but there's something about this in particular that is additionally so, and I don't know what it is, but it's all good. Yeah, but no, I am uh, super excited that we made it to the 100th episode. I know that it's been more than a year since you started this journey. So how does that feel on your end to be recording the 100th episode? Yeah, so this is also like right around our two-year mark, which is insane. Um, but, you know, you have been a part of this journey from even before I started recording the episode back uh I'm sure you remember the night when we were driving to, to Boone to see your family. And I was like, we were going through all the different names that, that might fit for the podcast. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have been along this entire ride with me and, um, and certainly I would say my number one supporter listening to episodes again and again, giving me feedback, just being really supportive in the process. So when you said like, we, I was like, yes, this has been a we thing because <laughs> you've been with me throughout the whole ride, but it feels really good. It's, uh, it's exciting. I'm excited for the future. I'm excited for what's to come. And I'm just so thankful that I didn't give up because there were so many moments when I wanted to. Um, but I am very grateful for this podcast, extremely grateful for the listeners. So thankful for the people that I get to interview and geek out with and yeah, excited, excited for what's to come in the next hundred. 
Yeah, no, I've definitely lived that firsthand how challenging it can be to definitely have your own podcast and all the ups and downs that come with that. So I'm definitely very happy for you that we are here recording the 100th episode and that you also did not give up because you've been bringing a lot of good into the world and just connecting your audience with all your guests, with all your wisdom. And yes, it would be a shame if that did not continue. So I am super excited to be here and to be recording this 100th episode. And I'm super excited to be doing the interview because, yeah, I consider myself a curious person and I do ask a lot of questions. So it's a perfect hat for me. And speaking of questions, one of your most famous questions that you ask your guests is what makes you soul driven? So I want to ask that to you. Yeah. What makes me soul driven? Um, you know, it's been interesting over the past two years to hear the different responses that have come from the amazing guests that I've had on the show. And, you know, I think it just really comes down to what I feel like several have shared the last couple of interviews that I've had. It's just that this is just who I am. This is just the type of person I am, you know, and, and when I came up with the name soul driven, when we came up with it, really batting things back and forth, I didn't realize how perfect it was, you know, like I'm equal parts soul and equal parts driven because I'm such a spiritual person and I've always been, and I've always been someone who needed to feed my soul and go deeper and seek more. But at the same time, I'm like this big business head and I'm totally in the business world and I'm super ambitious and, you know, uh, often get put in the role of leader. And so you know, really combining those two has been something that's, of course, been coming together in the midst of the journey of this podcast. But I've always been soul driven. It's just who I am. I'm equal parts both. And it's what I bring to the podcast. It's what I bring to the work that I do. And certainly what I intend to continue doing as I move forward on my journey into what is to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, great, great answer. I think it's really cool that you are able to combine both of those different aspects. And I feel like it's something that a lot of people currently can connect with of having the business side and the spiritual side and kind of connecting both of those two to form one. So yeah, yeah. I share those those feelings. Well, you know, the thing is, is that um, I'm all about the spiritual and I'm all about the experiences. I'm all about those really magical moments. But if I can't ground it into the practical and use it in my everyday, then I really don't have any use for it. And so, you know, I think that that's where people get lost and where people get kind of caught up when it comes to spirituality is like, they're also wanting to know, like, how can I make this practical? How can I utilize this in my life? And, you know, what can I do with it? And so that's certainly something that I try to not only um, teach in my solo episodes, but the folks that I bring on the podcast are doing this naturally, you know? And so 
let's, let's look at their examples of the life that they've lived and how they've given back and the ways that they've lived from their soul, yet made a business out of it, made a living out of it, you know, whatever the case may be. And, and see like what kind of inspiration we can find in that area, you know, because I think we need both because we are here on this 3d planet and we have to live here. We have to pay bills. We have to take care of our bodies. We have to do things that, you know, require us to be human. And yet at the same time, we have this soul inside of us that wants to be fulfilled and satisfied and alive and it needs to be fed as well. Yeah, and you mentioned your guests. Um, some of my favorite episodes are when you bring your guests that are living a soul-driven life. And the last one you had was Tap with Brad. And I can definitely see him being soul-driven and be and living a soul-driven life, which is definitely an inspiration. And I think that it's also the ultimate goal for, for everyone to arrive at that place in their life. And I am certainly on that journey. I know you are on that journey as well. But speaking of journeys, I thought it would be really cool for your audience to kind of learn more about your story of how you used to be a marketer, used to own a marketing business for many years, and how you transitioned to having a spiritual business. I think um, it'll be very interesting to to hear about that story. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> <laughs> it was painful. Um, yes. So for those who don't know, I had a marketing agency for over a decade. Marketing is something that always came naturally to me. I love psychology. I love understanding what makes people tick, what brings them alive. Um, and I think that there's a real part of me that enjoys sales. And I should say sales specifically that are focused on things that I'm really passionate about. So when I was a kid, I remember my mom saying to me once like, oh my gosh, you would just be an incredible marketer. And I thought like, okay, whatever. Um, but it was so funny because when I went back to college after many years of traveling and not going the traditional route. Um, I went back to college as an adult, went to a community college, and um, then transferred to UNC Chapel Hill into the journalism program. I've always been a writer, and that was what I wanted to do. Um, but the track that I took in the J school, is what they called it, was multimedia. And I learned about graphics and making videos. And I remember my first day of class, my like legendary uh, professor, Don, and I'm so bad with names, so I'm not gonna remember his last name, but he was like, you need to get a Twitter and a blog. <laughs> and I was like, what the heck is a Twitter? Um, this was 2009, and, uh, but I followed his advice. I had already had a blog for years. I mean, I've always been a writer. And when I traveled, I often kept up and shared what it was I was experiencing. Um, but I got a Twitter. And, and being on social media in the midst of being back in college, because I was an adult, and so I couldn't participate in a lot of the things that other people could do. And social media, Twitter specifically, became this way for me to like get to know 
other professionals who are doing things within the journalism space, which just kind of naturally um, extended out to creators, so designers, and then marketers. And, um, you know, while I was in while I was in school, like I landed this um, internship with a TV network, all because of my Twitter and my blog. I didn't even meet anyone. I went through the whole hiring process, didn't even meet someone until the first day because they loved my work that much. And then I got like a paid internship with UNC bands. And by the time I graduated, I was just like, man, I really love this because I was helping local business owners and their marketing I've always been very passionate about seeing small business owners do well because I grew up in a family of small business owners. And so I have a really sweet spot for them. Um, but I got a job at a marketing agency, actually as a designer in New York, and um, <laughs> quickly ended up being like leading the marketing team um, because I had really been learning. Uh, Pinterest had come to the forefront. I was one of their beta testers. And um, in this agency, I was really the one like telling the marketing team like, hey, you guys should be doing this. And there are these important things. Um, unfortunately, I got fired from that job. Um, and uh, it was all good. It was meant to be. Um, but I kind of decided at that point because I was 30 and it was just like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go for this. I grew up in a family of entrepreneurs. I always knew that I would work for myself at some point in time because of my temperament, but I didn't know when, and I decided to go for it. So I dove in the first year was insanely hard. Um, really, really difficult. I had no idea what I was doing, but I just kept on. And two years in, I ended up uh, relaunching with a full team in 2014 and, uh, and then carried on. And so we've worked with, you know, clients worldwide, internationally. I loved doing marketing. Um, but in about 2016, like I just realized it wasn't feeding my soul. And um, I really started looking for other things, which eventually led me to starting a retail business where I put all of my love and passion in, kind of found a bit of my purpose. And um, unfortunately had to shut down that business because we were just really ahead of our time. And uh, it's just, it just wasn't ready yet but I had given it my all and stepped back into my agency full time, which I had never shut it down. I had just, uh, we had stopped bringing on new clients and over the past several years, it's just been, you know, shutting that business down really set me off on this insane path, this metaphysical awakening, as I would call, because I've always been very spiritual. I was born into this life knowing God, but um, this awakening was something else, both combined with the, the pain that I felt from having to shut down this retail business where, because I had found, I'd finally found a part of my purpose in it. And that was so huge for me. Um, but to go back to the nine to five, to the making money to pay bills, oh, it, was, it was hard. And that pain coupled with the fact that I decided to take a break, um, and to stop drinking was just huge. 
alcohol was my favorite numbing agent. And um, I wasn't an alcoholic, but I definitely had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol. And this whole metaphysical awakening, as what I called it, started at the beginning of 2019. And it was just crazy what happened and has happened since then. Um, in the midst of that time, over the next year, I started waking up in so many different ways. Um, soul-driven idea was burst during that year in the midst of it. Um, soul-driven started at the very beginning of 2020, actually March, right before the lockdown. But in that, I found the Akashic Records. I found different modalities that really spoke to me and brought me awake in different ways. And on that journey, I was guided to start doing things that I hadn't intended, um, doing greetings for other people, doing uh, just stepping out of my boundaries. And then, well, first, of course, it was doing readings for the podcast and then for people. And then they wanted me to do paid readings. And they were showing me what my life was going to be turning into in regards to this path of being a spiritual guide and really utilizing my podcast um, to help share my voice, help share the voices of others. And um, yeah, it's, it's a huge story. And I can share that. Like I said, it's been very painful, that shift from marketer to the spiritual world, because I was very comfortable showing up at networking events and being around people and being like, yeah, I own a marketing agency and I'm a marketer. You know, I think there was always a part of me that wanted to be normal, that wanted to fit in because I knew how much I didn't fit in. And, um, and so I really had attached myself to that identity and I had no idea how to attach myself to a spiritual guide type identity. I mean, it's very trendy now and that's cool, but I was, <laughs> I fought in tantrums. Um, but I'm so thankful that I gave in and, and followed my guidance and went through those painful times. And here we sit today. So much to be grateful for and to celebrate. Yeah, no, I agree. Thank you for sharing that story as you were sharing it. I could just kind of picture all those times, you know, <laughs> different years leading up to this point and just how everything kind of worked work itself out. And as you were sharing that as well, I was just kind of thinking how it's, it is quite a transition from being a marketer to a spiritual guide. But the cool thing is that everything that you learn as a marketer and with your marketing business, you can still apply today with your current businesses now and, and moving forward. And I'm sure you've been using a lot of that stuff in the last few years. So everything happens for, for a reason, as Absolutely. you say as well, every, everything happens for our benefit. So yeah, that was just part of your journey. And, and in the last, I would say probably few months, maybe six months to a year, I can definitely, I've seen that shift from you being in your marketing agency to working with your spiritual guide business and how much in tune you are with that, how much more aligned you are with that and much happier. And it seems that you are truly stepping into that soul 
driven life. So that's been very cool for my end to, to notice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been quite the journey and, and you've certainly had front row seats to, to all the tough times, to all the, the tears cried, to all the, the tantruming on my end of watching, you know, because in the midst of really being led into this new life, my old life wasn't working anymore. You know, I, I couldn't get clients the way I always had. I, I wasn't connecting the way um, I always had through marketing. Uh, things weren't flowing seamlessly the way they always had. And it was the universe being like, nah, girl, you're, you're going in, in another direction now. This isn't meant for you anymore. But I was holding on so tight. And, you know, I think that that is, is certainly something that a lot of us go through. I know that with my clients, um, you know, they, they have a hunger, they have a thirst for something else, but they're very attached to their material jobs. You know, the, the things that make us money, that make us feel secure, that are a part of our identity. And it's a very difficult step out, but, um, but man, the universe honors the bold. And when we step out, you know, the universe meets us. So again, this is, this has been a, a two year journey <laughs> and I'm finally on the other end of it. Um, even though there are still plenty of, 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 you know, moments where it's like, oh my gosh, what is happening? But, um, but I'm just so grateful that I have continued to move forward and continued to believe and continued to, to push onward, even when it, when all the signs were like, uh, <laughs> you're crazy. This is your third business. And uh, yeah, you know, this is when all the voices in my head, I should say, were, were telling me to run in the other direction, you know? Yeah. But I'm sure it's been so much worth it or it's been worth it, you know, to, to have gone through all that and, and be in the position that you're in now. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I'm, I mean, the thing is, is, um, you know, I, I talk about this a little bit. I've talked about this a little bit on the podcast. I talk about this a lot with clients, but you know, there's, there's a difference between our, our faded path and our soul path, you know, and the, and the faded path was, was my marketing agency and, and the faded path, we can find happiness. I found happiness. I found great success um, I, I enjoyed uh, so much of the work that I did, but it didn't fulfill me, you know, and to jump from the faded path to the soul path, it takes, it takes a lot of bravery, but when we get to the soul path, I mean, like I'm more fulfilled than I've ever been. And the ways in which I can give and serve of myself, I've never, never would have been able to do through marketing. You know, and that's not to say another marketer couldn't do that. If that's what's meant for them, perfect, you know. But for me, there was something more that my soul wanted and needed. And so to, 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 there's just no comparison, you know, between the two. Yeah, no, I can definitely understand that. And I, I would agree with that for sure. Are you able to kind of explain the differences in terms of feeling within yourself when you were a marketer versus now, are you able to kind of share the difference of how that felt? If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, in my marketing 
life. Um, I was an influencer. I was well-known. Uh, we were very successful as an agency. I had incredible guys on my team, um, incredible people that I worked with, amazing clients. And, you know, I, I, I was very financially successful. And I remember once, I, I was just telling you this the other day, like I remember once looking at my bank account and it had way more money than I think I would have ever thought would be in my bank account. And yet I just looked at it and it was kind of like, huh, you know, and we hear these stories often about people who've reached incredible success and are still unhappy. They're unfulfilled. And that was the thing for me. It was like, I loved what I was doing, but it felt empty. I got tired of just, you know, making money for people who didn't care that we wanted to build relationships with their clients who didn't care that we felt it was really important to develop trust with our audience. You know, people who just wanted the bottom line met, wanted to make money. And, um, you know, that transitioned for me when I started uh, working like with one-on-one solopreneurs that really helped to, to, to make me more fulfilled, but it still wasn't, there was like, I wasn't able to fully give of myself. The way I am now, I mean, it is so vulnerable to show up and to read the Akashic Records for someone. You know, I don't know if they're going to think I'm crazy. I am channeling through information for them that could be totally wrong. I don't know. I am trusting in the universe. You know what I mean? Um, It's a very vulnerable thing to do. And I've obviously got enough experience under my belt with that now that I feel confident in what I do. But it still is, you know the way that I'm able to work with people, the way that people bring themselves to me as well, the problems that they bring, I would have never gotten a chance to even help folks with these things if I had stayed in marketing. Um, And what I mean by that specifically is helping people uncover like what their sole purpose is, helping people uncover why it was their, one of their parents was so abusive or why it is that their relationship is falling apart, or why it is that they can't find financial success in their life. Um, You know, like so many different things. People come and I mean, tears, tears happen in almost every session. And when they start crying, then I start crying, you know, and and it's just, it's a beautiful moment of, of synergy between the two of us, because we both show up raw and open and ready to heal. And that's what it's about is healing, you know, and that's something that to me, it's always such an honor to walk away from uh, my Akashic record readings, you know, realizing that like, whoa, I was just a part of that, you know, the, the mother finally being able to see why it is that she isn't close with her son, what happened in that relationship between them. Um, you know, or someone understanding why it was they had to lose a parent when they were really young that they really loved and it's broken their heart their entire life. You know, um, I mean, there's just so much and it's such an honor, such an insane gift to be able to be a part of it. So all the success in the world, all of the, the little like mini fame that I got from my my, you know, marketing influencer days, like none of that compares to being able to help and serve in this way. 
Yeah. Just all that that you share with the the way you feel when it comes to helping your clients and helping them become more soul uh, or have a better idea of what they really there's their soul purpose right yeah and 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 going deep it seems like you really get to go deep with your client clients and connect emotionally and and yeah be raw and and let all the emotions flow and that in itself just sounds very meaningful and it really comes across that you can really feel like you're making an impact when you have those conversations when you're seeing your clients have an impact so I'm just happy for you that you are in this position because I feel like that's what everyone wants to feel like they're making an authentic impact in in the world and in their client's life and you're living it and yeah you've definitely had to fight hard to get to this point but it's really cool to see all this start to flourish and I'm excited to see what what will continue to to happen, you know, this year and and all the years ahead. So yeah, very happy to see you in the current position that that you're in. Same, same. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like you know, I I wanted to share the struggle because I think that's such an important part of anybody's story, right? It's like this didn't happen overnight, and it wasn't easy, and and it's still you know, it's still unfolding. I, it's not like I've made it. <laughs> I still have things to overcome and I still have things to, to work on. And I'm still building a business and all of those things. I'm in the trenches with everyone else. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I certainly, I want to inspire people to live from their soul, to connect with their spirituality, to know that there's more for them than what we've been told, you know, which is, what I was always looking for, I call it the magic, right? Like as a kid would think like, I want, I want the magic, like, where's the magic. And I always knew that there was more. And now that I know that there's more and I can help other people find their more like, yes, yes, yes. You know? Yeah. No, I love, uh, learning about all your different stories of all your clients that you're helping and, the the things that you are, helping them out with what you're bringing out that's been, you know, locked up for, for so long. I feel like that just really helps them break free, you know, and start and really start living their life and removing those roadblocks so they can become soul driven. Um, so yeah, that's been very cool to, to witness in the last few, few months and six months to a year, I, I would say, and in the midst of that time, apart from shifting from being a marketer to a spiritual guy, in the midst of all that, you also started this podcast. So I also thought it would be cool to share with your audience a little bit about the story of how this podcast came to be. And more specifically, and you already touched on it, but more specifically, how did you come up with the soul driven name as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean the thing is is I I've wanted to have a podcast for years. And it's funny because like back in my marketing days I would get interviewed by other people and they were like, "Anna, you would be a great 
podcast host. And I was like, yeah, it sounds awesome. But like, I know how much work it is and nah. Um, because too, like I really wanted to, if I was going to do a podcast, I wanted to make sure that my, my theme, my, you know, my focus was different. And, um, I honestly wasn't a huge podcast person. Like I was always like one of the, one of the, one of the weirdos, I guess, in my marketing group who was like not really into podcasts. And then in the midst of like, really, I think it's like, I started listening to podcasts in, um, 2016, 2017, but then, um, and loving them. And then at the very beginning of 2019, and, and I think really before 2018, um, that kind of exploded, uh, with my metaphysical awakening, you know, and, and I listened to so many podcasts and I was just hungry, hungry, hungry. And the one thing I didn't see was a podcast that was really focused on what I focus on, you know, with this podcast, which is exploring that interact, like that intersection between living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world, right? That equal part of like spiritual and practical. And there are more podcasts, like I see podcasts now who, who have a little bit more of that focus. But as soon as I realized that it was like, boom, this is, this is it. This is what I want to do. And I started really thinking about it and thinking about how I wanted to do it. And I knew that like, I was just going to throw it out there. It was going to be raw because I'm someone that if it's going to, like, if there's going to be tons of details, like I won't do it. So I knew right away I had to like have help in order to do this because I wanted to be able to just show up and record and do that bit and then pass it off. Um, and someone else could edit it and, and handle those things so that I could really focus on creating because that's, you know, that's, that's my strength. That's my sweet spot. Um, and yeah, you know, like the soldier from the name, of course, like I was sharing with you, that was, I had a long list of names that night in the car. And it was just like, Oh my gosh, which one, which one? And soldier driven to me, just, you know, like at first it felt a little bit awkward, but the more I thought about it, the more like, you know, the universe was just like showing me how perfectly aligned it was. And it was just like, yes, this, this is it, you know? Um, so we launched at the very beginning of March. I think it was actually March right in the middle of March. So yeah, right, right around this exact time, two years ago, right before lockdown hit. And it was so funny because I had this very, like I had an idea of how, you know, what I was going to be focusing on with my podcast. And if you go back and listen to the early days, like you'll, you'll see the difference. Um, and, uh, and it shifted very quick because as soon as we went into lockdown, all of my ideas that I had for podcast topics and episodes went out the door. You know, I, I started being led to speak about things that I felt were more relevant for where we were at. I wanted to encourage people. I wanted to help motivate them. I wanted to help remind them of what's important in the midst of everything that was going on. Um, and I wanted to have people on the podcast who would help me do that, you know, who would also help inspire and encourage um, I wanted to be a source of light for people in the midst of all of that. So, um, you know, and, and the thing is, is like when, when I launched this podcast, like I didn't really know if 
if I was going to keep it, if I was going to keep doing it, if I was, you know, going to really fully commit to it, I, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to give this a shot and, and we'll see what happens. And it really wasn't until the end of like, I would say the last quarter of 2021. Um, actually, no, I think it was middle of the summer last year in 2021. Um, and I realized that I really loved doing the podcast and that I was ready to really start fully committing to it. Um, but I can't say that I honestly did until like the end of 2021. And then it was kind of like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to really start putting my marketing um skills to work. I'm ready to expand. I'm ready to do different things. Um, cause I got to tell you, like producing a podcast is hard. It's so hard. I mean, like, I think the first six months, every episode, there was an issue, every single one. And whether it was in how I was recording it or whatever the case may be, I mean, oh my gosh, they used to take me so much time. It is not an easy process. And that's why a lot of people end up quitting. You see so many podcasts. Um, I think it's a crazy, I think it's like 80% or something like that of, of folks who start podcasts like quit before their first like 25 episodes or something. And that's because it's really hard. It's a lot of work. Um, but I would just kind of laugh about it. I was like, okay, <laughs> this week's problem um, and kind of continue on. So yeah, here we are two years later and I'm excited. Yeah. That's been quite a journey in itself as well. And, you know, I've obviously witnessed that firsthand from, from the beginning to now to, you know, from when I said to you, soul driven, you're like, yes, it just click. Um, so yeah, it has been cool to be part of the journey from the beginning, you know, with, with the name and everything. And yeah, I can definitely picture that moment in the car when we were driving and we we're just playing around with the names and how it just kind of clicked at first. And yeah, I think, I think that was the right choice. I love just the name of it, Soul, Soul Driven. Yeah, it's a beautiful name. I'm really thankful for it. Yes. And then with both the spiritual guide and the podcast, I just think that they really complement each other really well as well. And it seems like a lot of fun. I mean, I'm having a little bit of fun being a host right now. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe in the future we could co-host some episodes together as well. Who knows? Yeah, but, we can do some. Yeah, we can definitely do some podcasts together. Um, you know, the thing is, I, it was, it's funny cause you like mentioning like the spiritual guide and like the soul driven thing. And it was so awkward for me for like the first year, um, to talk about what I did on the podcast because I was in this shift in this transition and it was like, I was still doing marketing, but I, that's not where my heart was anymore at all. Like I had, you know, really been diving into, the metaphysical to the, the modalities, the Akashic records. And, um, 
And so it was very difficult to know how to identify myself and how to share myself. And so I think it was actually only until the beginning of 2021 when I came back after the new year break, um, I finally said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to own this name, this title. And I was so scared because it was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) what does this even mean? (laughs) Um, Because I was still in a bit of tantruming with the universe at that time about the direction that I was going. Um, Because it wasn't until February 2021 when I finally gave in and I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to put readings on my website and I'm not going to advertise it. I'm not doing anything. This is what you want. You got to, you got to make it happen. You got to, you know, turn the knob on and, and they did. And they so did. Um, and they gave me a really beautiful taste of what that was about and what that life could look like and the difference that I could make and the things that I could do. Um, but I didn't have the self-confidence to really back that up. And I didn't have the mindset and I hadn't fully committed. And so, you know, 2022 was such a bumpy road. Um, and it really wasn't until November, 2021 on my birthday when I turned 40 and I was just like, okay, what am I going to do? Cause it was, it was really like, I need to make a decision, you know, about fully committing. And I thought like, where do I want to be when I get to 50? Cause the way I've always viewed it is, you know, with age and getting older is that 40 is just getting started. And it's really ironic slash funny slash totally meant to be that here I am at 40. And I really do feel like I'm just getting started in the best of ways. Like this is going to be my best life moving forward. Um, But I knew that I had to give it, I had to give it a shot. So um, now I love what I've seen. You know, it's just, it's taken so much time. It's really taken, I think, the full last two years for me to start seeing these things like the podcast and the work that I'm doing now, like really coming together and the brand that it's going to create and the things that I'm going to do, um, you know, now because I'm teaching and like all of these different things. And it's just like, whoa, when I kind of take a step back, I'm just like, okay, universe, you know, like, you knew this all the time, didn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, didn't yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you shared that, it just reminds me of something my cousin Alejandra shared with me that I've shared with you in the past because she has her own business and she's pretty successful with it. And I was talking to her just, you know, some I was sharing with her some of my business ideas and that I wanted to get started and and that's what she recommended just to get started. And once you get started, everything works itself out. And that's basically what's been happening with you. And something that's very important to keep in mind is to not give up, to keep pushing forward. And as you keep pushing forward, then more things continue to work themselves out. And one of those things that I really notice you step into is the Akashic Records that has really become a specialty of yours and within your spiritual practice. So I think it would be interesting to learn why do you think that is such a primary focus within your spiritual practice? Yeah, 
I kind of I kind of get gooey these days when I think about about my feelings for the Akashic Records. Um, <laughs> a little teary. Um, in the best of ways, I um, they have really started. Uh, they've always been so incredible, but um, this week specifically, they have really started opening up and just telling me how proud of me that they are, and um, and 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 sharing with me how much they love me, and considering that the Akashic Records like are loved to to have someone have something have have the spiritual world like that, share that with you is just, it's, you know, it's all encompassing. Um, so, you know, in the midst of my uh, metaphysical awakening in 2019, I came across the, these, these names, the Akashic records and, and it felt like home. It felt like the world stopped, like one of those like cinematic movie moments. Um, and and I didn't know why. Um, I, I researched them. I looked into what they were, and I couldn't fully wrap my head around it. And I just thought, like, okay, cool. Like, you got to be some kind of <laughs> Disney wizard or like super psychic or like whatever, you know, like this is okay, not, I can't do this. Um, but it kept popping up, kept popping up, kept popping up. And um, Eventually it was so random because I was on Facebook one day and I never pay attention to ads, but there was this ad for Linda Howe's How to Read the Akashic Records book. And I was like, okay, fine. I'll read it. I'll, I'll check it out. Um, that book arrived on a Saturday morning. And by that afternoon, I'd read three fourths of it. I just inhaled it. And, and the book said a couple of times, like if you're reading this for a purpose, you know, you're meant to be reading this, you're meant to be doing this, which is really something I needed to hear. Um, and then like the next, that Monday when you went to work <laughs> and I had the house to myself, I went into the records for the first time and it changed my life. It completely changed my life. Everything that has happened over the last couple of years is because I reconnected with something that I've always been connected to, you know, shortly after I found the records, um, and started reading them for myself, I booked a session with another reader so that I could experience that, um, from the other end. And that was one of the questions that I had for her was like, what, why the Acoustic records? Why, why me? Like what's, what's supposed to happen here? And she shared with me that this is something I've been doing for lifetimes and would play a very big role in this lifetime. And, um, you know, what has happened over the past two years, I, I recorded the podcast, um, you know, recently, uh, the five changes or the five ways uh, my life has changed since I started reading the Akasha or something like that. <laughs> um, that really goes into it in depth. Uh, for those who want to check it out, but suffice it to say that I believe the Akashic records are insanely powerful and can help anyone, um, not only with finding your way, finding your purpose, but healing. Um, I've joked before that I am such a better person and a nicer person because of the Akashic records because they are love and spending time in that energy 
you can't help but also become more loving, more compassionate, more kind, more aware. Um, being able to see, you know, in client readings, why people do the things that they do. Being able to come to understand that there are no bad people. You know, it's just, it's not a thing. Um, we all come here with a purpose. And um, not only do I love being able to access the Akashic Records for my personal self, which, you know, I, I never came to them for, with any idea of reading for others, much less teaching or anything of that nature. I was just curious and I read that they were healing and I needed help. Um, and so I surrendered to that and I continued surrendering to that. And I continued showing up and practicing and learning and being taught and taking in. And, um, it's, it's such, it's so beautiful because, you know, here I am, uh, like I mentioned before, like I started out just wanting to read for me and then they were like, Oh, read for the podcast. And then it was like, they really started pushing me to start reading for other people. And then it was like, okay, now you're going to start charging. And now it's teaching. And, you know, the thing is, is I love my ego loves being the solution that I do. <laughs> I love having all the answers, but the truth is that I want to empower other people to have access to the records. I want to introduce them to this for themselves so that they too can make these changes in their life in whatever way suits them. Not everyone's path is going to look like mine, but I mean, like Akashic record readers, they, they, they span the gamut. I mean, like, creators, lawyers, psychologists. I mean, you don't have to be a spiritual guide to utilize the Akashic records in your life, in your work, whatever the case may be. But I always, you know, as a kid, you know, they, they always say like the thing that you really want to do is what you did when you were a kid. And I always used to think like, Oh my gosh, what did I want to do? What did I want to do? And I was one of these kids that wanted to do a lot of things. So that was kind of a difficult but what I realized is I always wanted to be a teacher. Like that was just, that was always for me. Um, I used to take home all my like teachers discarded materials and like subject my poor friends to playing class with me when they want to come over. Um, I, I taught my siblings, you know, I, I loved that. And it wasn't really until I got old enough to understand the you know, the, the politics of, of being in, in the public, you know, in the teaching system and just kind of knew that wasn't for me. So it was something that I had really put off, forgotten, set aside. Um, and here I am and, and the Akashic records now are helping me step into a lifelong dream. So, um, they're very special to me. Yeah, you know, me personally, I'm still learning about the Akasha records. And when you first started talking to me, like, yeah, just <laughs> I had no idea. Akash, what? Akash, what? <laughs> records? There's a book? What? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I've been also been part of that journey with the Akashic records. I've also learned to really appreciate the records because I think they bring a lot of wisdom 
about anything. I think that everyone should have their records read. And I think that is such a taboo thing still in our society that a lot of people don't even know that it exists. And that was me. And I'm definitely thankful that I'm associated with you because I've been able to learn about them. And you've read my records a few times and they've shared a lot of wisdom. And I'm just happy that you are really stepping into this role to read people's records because I think at least everyone should have them read at least once because of the power that they can bring into their lives and and what they can unlock and remove all those low, uh, roadblocks so people can really step into their soul-driven life. So, so just seeing you uh, light up as you're talking about them definitely makes me feel that that you're in your happy place, that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And speaking of modalities like the Akashic Records, obviously that's been very helpful in your life, but I wanted to ask you what other modalities have been helpful in your life that you would recommend people, your audience to, to look into as well. Yeah. So, um, I'm also a Holy Fire Reiki practitioner and I love Reiki. I, I, I joke with my clients, um, that, like Reiki is the gateway drug. <laughs> Once you kind of open yourself up to energy, then it just continues from there. And, and folks who like go through their first awakening are just diving in and trying out all different kinds of modalities. And if that's you, I just encourage it. Um, I've had a couple of clients over the past uh, two weeks who are really in that space and they're like, you know, like, oh, no, 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 I got to focus. And I'm like, no have fun, learn, go see what resonates with you, you know, and, and that's certainly something that I really want to encourage with the podcast as well. And why I bring folks on who, who, um, offer so many different modalities, because, you know, the thing is, is the Akashic records are, um, they're my main thing, you know, and, and they'll probably likely always be like one of my main things, but, um, different things resonate with different people you know, and so the Akashic records may not resonate with someone else. And that's totally cool. But there's other things out there for you. And when you allow yourself to learn and be open to things and try and have fun and take a training and do those different things, then you can find out what resonates with you. Um, my other really big thing, and it's, it's been beautiful to see this uh, be popping back up in my practice is human design. And um, when I first started learning human design back in 2019, I, I was just blown away at how I could utilize it with my marketing clients back then um, in regards to helping me to understand them, helping them to build their brands, you know, those sorts of things. And now I utilize it with uh, my coaching clients. And um, I did like a fun special back uh, for February where anyone who booked the session, I shared with them what their intuitive gifts were in human design, which I opened up this whole, I had done readings back in the very beginning, um, but I, I had stepped away from that for a while because I really wanted to focus on the Akashic Records 
Um, but it's been so much fun to start booking human design sessions and really just being able to kind of mix it up and, you know, to see people really get to understand themselves in such a new way. So real quick, human design is a mix of astrology, um, Vedic principles, the I Ching and Kabbalah, and it maps out how energy moves in your body. And if you know that everything is energy, then you can understand how powerful this is. This helps us to fully get to understand ourselves, understand how we operate in the world, understand how we can best take advantage of the world around us, um, how we, the things that we need to do so that we can actually get in flow and open ourselves up to abundance on every level. Um, it's such a powerful tool. And so I think for me, like those, you know, those are really my favorites. And of course I'm so obsessed with astrology. It's ridiculous. I, (laughs) I think I've gotten like two more books in just the last what week or two you've seen them come in. Um, I love astrology. I've been learning astrology since I was a kid. Uh, one of my friends was laughing at me the other day because she's in like a astrology program. And I was like, one of these days, one of these days, I'm going to feel, um, I'm going to feel ready to start stepping out. But astrology is such a science. And I feel like it's so huge that I'm just not to that place yet. But it's what I spend the majority of my free time learning about. And um, man, I'm always like researching, like whenever I hear a podcast about someone who has done something really incredible, like I'm looking up their astrology chart. I'm I love forecasting out. Um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, I'm a manifesting generator in the human design, which means that I am very multi-passionate in my interests and in my learning, learning buckets, if you will. And so that's fully aligned for me to kind of be all over the place in a, in a, in a sense. Um, but, you know, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm always going to want to learn, always want to grow and stretch. I don't think that you can ever know all of anything. And that's what gets me really excited. So yeah, a lot, a lot. Yeah. I've personally experienced both of those modalities myself from you. And the one that really surprised me was Reiki because I had, you know, in, in my past I had, ankle injury, knee injury that really messed up my back. And I had surgery on, on both of those uh, places that really didn't, didn't allow me to continue to improve my back until after the fact that was, I was healed and, and up and going again. And when you did Reiki for me the first time, it just blew my mind how much of a difference it made and, and just how the, the, the energy healing works. And soon after that, I started telling people about it because I just couldn't believe it. it, it it's really cool on how it helped me improve my back so much more than all the previous times that I did other things such as going to the chiropractor, uh, doing yoga, that stuff was helping, but Reiki, I could really feel, feel the difference and I could really feel it really fast. So I've definitely enjoyed experiencing that. And, and in fact, 
I, I, I need a, another session here soon. <laughs> I'm and ready for it. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had one. So we need to book one tomorrow. <laughs> and then same with the human design. I've really enjoyed learning about the human design. And when you have my chart up and you kind of tell me this and that, I think it's really cool how the human design can help you make sense of who you are. I feel like a lot of people are still getting to know who they are, different aspects of their personality or why, why they do what they do. And the human design, I think, does a really good job making sense out of it and kind of explaining why. So, yeah. so I'm glad that you are also incorporating that within your spiritual God, because a lot of people need that as well and, and will certainly benefit and have been benefiting from those two modalities. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is with the human design, um, while I really love working with individuals, something that I'm really passionate about and um, I not only want to start doing workshops for this, but working one-on-one -on -one with parents for their children for better understanding. You know, the thing about human design is that it's really about breaking down all of the conditioning that we have grown up in and the ways in which we've been taught how to live in the world. And when I first started learning about human design, I just remember having so many moments where I was like, man, if my parents had known this, if my parents had known this, um, and then from seeing my nephew, who is also a third line, like I am in his profile, the third line, um, for those who don't know is, is the trailblazer. And we learn through failing and it can really look like, you know, we pick up a lot of things and drop them really quick. And, um, th there's so many components to it that I won't go into here, but for a kid, this is, it can be really, really tough to be a third line because the world wants us to choose one. The world, you know, our parents don't understand um, how to encourage this type of an individual. And so they try to put them in a box. Um, you know, parenting is the, the hardest job out there. So uh, no, you know, <laughs> no, no uh, shame in any direction by any means, but at the same time, like, um, for the relationship between parent and child, uh, I, because I was a difficult and unique child, I know that if my parents had had that information, the relationship would have been so much better because they wanted to give to me. They wanted to do the right things for me, but they didn't know how. And of course I was a kid and didn't know how to tell them what I needed. And, um, but I think that you know, this is really one of the next spaces that I want to be moving into um, because I think that there's an opportunity here to really change the paradigm of parenting through human design. So don't want to get off on that too much, but um, definitely wanted to share that because that will certainly be coming in the near future. And I'm super excited about it. Um, I had a tough childhood and and my parents had it tough too. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I would love to, you know, those are the years that shape us. And so if we can be better equipped in those times, then we don't have to experience all of the pain. 
Um, so yeah. Yeah, no, I certainly, you've shared that idea with me in the past. So, and I definitely am looking for, for you to incorporate that within your business, because I think it's such a need and I need that people don't necessarily think about, but that I think can really make an impact and in the child's life, but also in the parent's life. And as that evolves, it can really help them connect even further and and create more intimate relationships as a parent and as a child. So I cannot wait for you to incorporate that. Hopefully that will be this year. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> next year. Yeah. So as we've been reflecting on your journey with the with the podcast, with your marketing business to the spiritual business. I just think that some of the members of your audience, some of your fans may be interested in starting their own business or starting their own podcast. So I just think it might be cool for you to share maybe some few, a few tips on what they can incorporate when they begin that journey, something that you've overcome or some lessons that you've learned that could benefit them if they decide to do that. What advice can you share with them? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it's a, I think a really huge question and there's so many different ways in which I could come at it. Um, the thing I would first say is that you want to get clear about what it is that, that you want to do. And one of the ways to get clear is to figure out what brings you joy, figure out what really lights you up. You know, like you mentioned a bit ago when I was talking about the Akashic Records, how my face like lit up. And that's a really beautiful indicator that there's something there and there's something very special for me. So in the midst of thinking about whether you want to create a business or do a podcast or anything like that, I think it's important to really get clear about what it is you want to focus on. What are some things that you really love? You know, make a list. Um and, and start stepping into some of those things, you know, like you can put, you can put a, a toe in the water, you can test something out, you can volunteer at a business, if you're interested in building one that's similar, um, you can talk to different podcasters and see what their experiences are. If you're curious about what it's like behind the mic, you can, um, there's so many different ways that you can educate yourself and, and start taking small steps out in the midst of in the midst of that change. Um, but I think it's really important to kind of get clear on what brings you joy, what really lights you up. Because I believe that when you follow that, all things will come together. And it's not to say that journey won't be hard. And it's not to say that, you know, it's going to happen overnight because none of that is true. That's true for a very, very few, <laughs> but they inevitably have to deal with that at some point in time, um, you know, deal with, with getting clear in regards to why they're doing what they want to do. If that's not something, you know, on the front end, um, but that would probably be the next step, you know, getting clear about what you want to do, think about why you want to do it, thinking about what purpose is this going to serve? You know, think about the life that you want to lead. Think about the things that you want to do, the impact that you want to have. Um, understanding the why is so 
it's such a crucial part of it. And really, I think that those two steps are, are pretty huge. You know, I would also suggest to put yourself around people who are doing what you want to do and get to know them, get to be around them. Um, if you are smart, you will ask them to tag along. You will ask them to show you the ropes. You will ask them whatever the case may be. Um, and so that you can start thinking about that and incorporating that. Um, I have a, I had a client who, um, an Akashic reading, uh, she, she is a famous, um, chef and she has started doing coaching on the side and she loves it, but doesn't really know how to start doing it more. Doesn't know how to kind of make that leap. You know, there's a lot of questions about what might, what people might think, you know, all of these things, because she's always been known for this one thing. And, you know, uh, what, what the record shared with her, um, was to start spending a lot of time around coaches, you know, and, and they, they showed me that like the, the more like her world is kind of currently, you know, built around this, this, uh, this identity of, of being a chef. But if she starts spending more and more time around coaches, then the more and more time she starts spending, that will soon become her world. And before she realizes it, that will be something that she just naturally incorporates and steps into, you know, that those will be the people that she likes spending time with. Those will be the the circles where she wants to be. Those are the things that she'll learn. Um, and yeah, those, that's kind of what I would say, because in the midst of that, you can find a support system, which you are going to need you know, community for any sort of an entrepreneur, anyone who wants to do something, you must have community so that you have a place to go and talk when it's tough, when you want to give up, um, when you hit a block, when you need help. If you don't have community, I mean, you know, there was uh, several years back, there was this whole rash of like entrepreneurs who were committing suicide. And it was a really big discussion um, and a topic within the entrepreneurial community because so many entrepreneurs at that time weren't open about the struggles of being an entrepreneur. And, and that's huge. We, we need those places because then you think you're the only one and you think that you're alone and you're not, you're not. This shit's hard, man. That's why everybody doesn't do it. You know, I mean, <laughs> I've said more than one time, like if I was employable, then I might have just become an employee and that could have been great. Um, obviously that is not my past. That's not even something that's really possible for me. The universe didn't want me having any of that, but you know, it, this, this is not easy, but it's worth it. So get clear, um, figure out your why, get around people, find community. And, and honestly, if you got those three put together, then you're well on your way. Yeah, no, uh, thank you for sharing that. I think all those are great pieces of advice can, that can definitely be helpful for anyone that's looking to start a new business. And, and also, I'm sure that they can come see you because I'm sure the Akashic Records, Human Design, Reiki, all that can really help all these individuals as they go, as they begin that journey and as they go through that journey to kind of get more clarity with direction or understanding themselves. And apart from those three things, I wanted to ask you, how else can people work with you? 
Yeah. So right now, um, I am primarily focusing on Akashic Record readings. I am doing human design readings. Um, I have put a pause on my Reiki sessions only for you, babe. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, make an exception for me. I need yes. 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 Um, and, and teaching, you know, I, I have several workshops. Of course, I'm teaching folks how to read the Akashic records right now. But as I spoke about with the human design for the parents, I'm going to be launching an energy workshop here shortly. I'm going to be doing one in person on the 25th. Um, I have several things that I want to teach and share and help folks, equip folks uh, to handle these times and to be empowered on their own because we are definitely stepping into a new paradigm. And while we are headed into something beautiful, everything that is here now must fall so that it can be rebuilt, so that it can be remade, so that there are equitable resources given out um, so that love can, can reign once again. <laughs> Um, but I want, you know, I want to, I want to give in those times I want to serve. And so that's, that's where my main focus is at right now. Cool. Well, that's very exciting stuff that, uh, people that you work with, your audience can certainly look forward to and what else can they look forward to specifically with this year, 2022, what, what's the vision looking like for both your podcast and your spiritual guide? What can people expect? Yeah, so within my practice, um, I'm going to be launching an in-depth How to Read the Akashic Records course um, called Access Your Akashic Soul. And I'm so pumped for it. It is something that's been coming together since the middle of last year. And it's the course that I would want to take. And because the Akashic Records can be very esoteric for folks, learning how to communicate with energy really takes time. Um, this is going to be a course that is going to ensure that folks walk away feeling confident in the records on their own and can start uh, doing you know, sessions for other people if they want or whatever the case may be, however it is that they want to utilize it in their own life. Um, but besides that, I've got other workshops that I've talked about. Um, a lot of things coming this year that I, I don't want to talk about just yet, but the podcast, oh man, 2022. So some really exciting things. We've got incredible guests. They're going to be coming on the show this year. Um, in addition, I am going to start publishing extra segments on Fridays. Uh, actually, I think starting next week. And so these are going to be like mini mini sessions and there's going to be all kinds of different segments. Um, one of them is called things I love. Another one is going to be answering, uh, listener questions. Um, there's just a number of different things that I'm going to be doing with the podcast this year that I'm really excited about to start connecting with the listeners in a new way. Um, but in addition to that, I am, this Friday, going to, I, I am starting that sort of this Friday. <laughs> I am going to be popping up on YouTube every Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
I will be opening the records, channeling through a forecast message for the week ahead. And then attendees can ask questions, general questions, no personal questions, but general questions about maybe what's going on in the world or concepts that they would like to know more about. Um, And I am really just going to kind of let this hour evolve into what it's meant to be. All I know is that um, my guides want me out in front, reading more publicly, sharing this, um, and helping folks find answers in different ways. So I'm just going to show up. We're going to see how it goes. And I'm really excited to start connecting with folks in different ways. So that's some of what is coming. We'll definitely be rebranding the podcast. Um, So many things. So. Cool. Sounds like 2022 has a lot of things that are going to be surprising people that are going to be fun. And I'm definitely looking forward to all that. And I'm sure your audience is also looking forward to that. Yeah. Are you, are you excited for that? I'm so excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I want it all now. I want it all like, you know, someone please come take care of the details so I can just like click my hands. But uh, what's really beautiful is that things don't happen immediately because, you know, where the podcast is at now, where my practice is at now, if my practice had, you know, the work that I'm doing with clients, if I had been given the opportunities uh, that I have now back in, you know, uh, what, early last year, February, 2021, when I started um, offering uh, readings, like I wouldn't have been ready you know, everything works in perfect timing. I had growth to do. I had things to evolve through. Um, even this podcast. I mean, when I first started, like I used to write out, you know, my, my episodes and, and read them. And I mean, I have just grown and evolved and everything happens in our time. And, and it's really about the journey and not about getting to that place, you know, cause like I talked about with my agency, my marketing agency before, you know, I've hit those, those huge places of achievement. And I've seen not only how minute they feel kind of in the moment, like, yeah, you might get excited, but then it's like, well, what now? (laughs) You know, you can have all the money in the bank, you can do those things, but it's really about the journey. And so I'm just excited for things to roll out as they are meant to roll out. And Let's see how it goes. It'll be fun. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to continue seeing your podcasts and your spiritual practice continue to evolve and just that you will continue to bring all this good and that people really need it. So I, I cannot wait to see how everything evolves. And that is all I have for you in terms of my personal questions. But are you ready for the lightning round? Do it. <laughs> all right. lightning round. I should have had you create your own lightning round since I already know these questions, but it's all good. Yes, all true, good. true. We should stick to we should stick to the format because you know I've had to ask other folks these questions and they're good. So yeah, no, I enjoy them. I did I did uh include a new one, so that helped out. Uh first one. <laughs> so what is one fun slash interesting fact about you that your audience may not know about you? 
Oh man. I love freckles. And I used to <laughs> beg Santa Claus every year to give me freckles. He never yeah. did. But, um, you know, I eventually learned how to draw them on my own face. And now thanks to Instagram, I can use a filter <laughs> and have freckles. So yeah, love freckles. I think they're beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I love that you love freckles. Especially because <laughs> I have some freckles. So your freckles are cute. Makes you like me more. Yeah. All right. Next one is what is the one habit you cannot live without? Oh, uh, praying. Definitely. And when I say praying, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to put the the gravity on that that I feel like, you know, I, I grew up in, in Christianity and in, and in, uh, that sort of religion. So, um, but when I say praying, I really mean like connecting with God. I mean, my, my heart belongs to God. Like I, I'm nothing without my personal relationship to God. And, and when I pray, you know, sometimes it's writing and sometimes it's in the middle of when I'm sitting on the toilet, going to the bathroom, you know, I'm just like talking to God. And that's really what it's about is, um, and whatever way it works for me, but I've always been so thankful throughout my life, all the ups and downs that it was like, no matter what I was going through, I could pray and always feel better when it was over. And there's just nothing more powerful to me than praying with like a full heart, you know, your heart just really being in it. Um, some of my most profound spiritual experiences have been in the midst of crying, bawling in, in the hardest of times, really needing God. And yeah, if I didn't have that practice, um, I don't, I don't know what I would, I would have been a mess. I think, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a really good one. It really, I'm sure that really helps to continue to have that relationship with, with God. Yeah. All right. Next one is what does spirituality mean for you? Yeah. So I think that I love asking people this question. Um, spirituality is, is such a, like, it's a, it's a pretty big word. It's become really trendy. It's become, um, I feel like it's losing its meaning, but I also feel like the meaning evolves with someone on their spiritual journey. But I, in essence, at core, at root, I believe spirituality is about coming home to ourselves, recognizing the God within all of us. You know, we're all pieces of God. We're, we're all, um, we're all components of the divine. And when we are able to see that within ourselves and experience that within ourselves, life changes, life shifts, and we can forgive ourselves. We can forgive others. Like so many things happen from that. And so it's really about coming home, coming home to who we are. Yeah, that's a great perspective. Uh, next, next one is, what is your advice to anyone who's looking to find purpose? Follow your joy. <laughs> I, I, I am continuously shown on my own personal path with my clients and readings by the Acrostic Records. I mean, like we underestimate, you know, we, we come into this human experience and 
And even so often within the spiritual community, like we take ourselves so seriously. We take this life journey so seriously. We want to achieve, we want to do things, we want to accomplish. And we, you know, we got this to do and that to do and that to do. And like, we forget that honestly, being human is supposed to be fun. We're supposed to enjoy ourselves. And anything that brings us back to that joy is connected to something important for us. So like I talked about with teaching, I mean, you know, I've shared this with you. It's like, uh, I, I can teach a, a, a large group of people for two and a half hours and walk out and just be like so lit up. I can barely sleep that night. Right. Cause I loved it. I love it. It fills me with so much joy. And so boom, that, that, that's a clue, right? So follow your joy. And if you weren't sure what lights you up, start paying attention and start trying new things. Because if you're always doing the same thing, trying to find the joy, trying to find your path, you're not going to find it. You've got to be curious. You've got to try different things. But pay attention to what lights you up and gets you really excited. And somewhere along that path, you'll, you'll, you'll fall into it. I agree with all that. And last question, what is your favorite place to connect with people online? MySpace? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I miss MySpace so much. Oh, I love having my, my playlist, my videos, my like, you know, my, my uh, photo slideshows. Yeah. Your top five friends. Oh, man. You know, that, that was like a love-hate thing, right? Like, yeah. Because <laughs> my heart was broken if I popped out of someone else's. Um, favorite place to hang out online right now is, uh, you know, I've just kind of come back to social media. So I've been hanging out on Instagram. Uh, but Medium, Medium is really like it's a blogging platform for those who don't know. I love connecting with other writers, creators. Uh, it's such a warm environment. It was really a respite for me in the midst of taking um, such a huge break from social media. Uh, for those who don't know, I took about a five-month break um, from social media. And so uh, my assistant was still you know, running the, the channels, but I was not, not there other than to potentially respond to someone or something of that nature. But um, I love Medium. And yeah, Instagram probably besides that. But I love hearing from people. So please send me an email. Like, let's get personal. <laughs> Soldierinpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you because um, that way we can truly connect. So, yeah. Cool. Okay, my love. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to play host today and interview you. I've definitely had a lot of fun uh, playing this role. I'm sure you've had fun playing a role that you're not necessarily used to, but I am thankful also for everything that you do and, and this work that you do. Uh, I've personally benefited from it and it has definitely helped me in my life. And I know you've been helping a lot of people in our community and just across the world with your spiritual practice, with the podcast. And I'm just uh, super happy that you've continued to to fight through and, and, and not give up. And I'm very proud of you for uh, 
for continuing to, to keep on keeping on and pushing through. So I'm excited for, for what's next. Yay. I love you. Love you. Yeah. And I just, uh, thank you so much for sharing your time with us for being a fantastic host. You did a great job. Well done. Thank you. Thank high you. five. You. I feel like you got some natural virtual high five, natural capabilities in this area. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how we might utilize that in the future. Maybe I have a future in this podcast. Well, you have, oh, I love your voice so much. I'll share that with you. Yeah. Great voice. Great voice. <laughs> Ladies, he is taken. Okay. <laughs> but enjoy the voice. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thank you all so much for being here. Thanks again to Carlos for being such a wonderful host. I hope that you have enjoyed this show, gotten to know a little bit more about the lady behind the mic. And again, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to support this podcast, for being a listener, for showing up and for being a part of this community. It is such a blessing. And don't forget, when we invest in ourselves, the world benefits. Until next week.